All right. Welcome to everyone watching and listening. This is the Conversations Podcast. I'm Chris Creech, and uh, I'm here with Jeff Stott. And this week is, well, first of all, Happy New Year, because we're recording this in 2021. But we're coming to you in 2022. That is wild, man. That is wild. Really cool. Like, I haven't even thought about that. I know, man. I know. So happy new year. I hope 2022 doesn't like, you know, suck yet, but it very well (laughs) might. I don't really know. So hopefully it's not terrible yet. And and we'll see. But um, nothing world shattering happening so far. But um, today we're going to be talking about spiritual progress and spiritual growth. And we're going to be talking about the uh, C5 strategy, which we've talked about before. It's on our website. Um, if you go in, you can look for the C5 sermon there and it'll, it'll pull you to it. I'll try to link the actual sermon because that's kind of vague. But um, basically, we're talking about five C's in your life that can help you grow closer to God. So let's, let's do it. <laughs> Well, also, if uh, you're more interested in like reading something or if you're wanting to say teach this in your setting or with somebody, uh, you can go to truthappliedjs.com and I- I'll call it a manuscript, you know, um, sermon, lesson. I don't know what you want to call it. But anyway, uh, it's there, it has all the scripture for you, has some ideas. And so uh, it'll just walk you through it. And before we get into it, I, I-, I do want to add uh, talking about uh, 2022. 2021. Um, I think it was last night. Uh, you know how I was, I think it was Netflix. I, I don't know. I was on one of those streaming things and I was trying to find something to uh, watch. And, uh, by the way, the older I get, the more narrow my entertainment becomes because things bore me. Yes. Because I, I you yes. know the older I get, it's like, I've seen the story before, but it's in a different, I mean, it's the same story, but the names have changed. The, you yes. know, it's I like, watched something with that the other day. And I was like, this is a shot for shot remake of this other show or book. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So, That's uh, rough, man. Or, and also the older I get, I'm thinking they would never do that in that situation. <laughs> Nobody would ever do that. And so it just, I don't know. So anyway, I was, uh, but there was this documentary thing, um, that they titled it death to 2021. That was the, I don't know what it's that about. Is optimistic right there. Yeah, the, Somebody really wanted 2021 to be over when they made that. Okay? You, so uh, anyway, if uh, that's your thing, you know, check it out. And uh, there's, okay. A, I'm going to tell you, man, I'm about to do, I only usually watch stuff if there's really a lot of hype uh-huh. surrounding it and full disclosure, it is, it is December 30th at 10 09 AM. And um, today is the day of the Duke's Mayo bowl um which it's duke's mayo i mean it's like it's got to be the best bowl out there i don't care about the national championship give me duke's mayonnaise but um (laughs) you're from the south too man you understand that's like that's gospel in the south but uh the gamecocks play at 10 30 so it is it is on in the background and you were talking about the entertainment thing and an ad for book of boba fett showed up so i'm I'm yeah he is my favorite character i have my uh here's my boba fett model that i did once wow and i have his i have his ship up there too yeah very excited about geeking out some but anyway well okay so while we're chasing this useless rabbit uh okay (laughs) um okay so i am not a college bowl guy yeah i'm usually not either this is but uh, it's your team i mean yeah i mean i have my yeah, yeah, sure yeah. that's yeah, right. I'm ready, man. I'm yeah. ready. So I am re- what I'm ready for is the are the playoffs. 
college football yes. playoffs. Yes. I am one of those guys who's in favor of it expanding it beyond yes. four. Oh, me too. Yeah. I think four is way gotta too be few. more. Yeah, yeah it's got to be, be more. Except for this year. This year it could have been two, but you know. Yeah, pretty much. It's gonna it's gonna end up being a Georgia and Alabama. We're gonna game. have another Georgia so, Alabama. Yeah, game. if it's not hey, that, if you're fun. listening, you know if we're right or not. So that's kind of cool. Oh, you know what? We don't that's know right. that yet, but they will yeah. know if we're right. This is that, crazy, man. That's, that's right. Tomorrow. Yeah, because yeah, they'll be listening. Said, well, they've already <laughs> played. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. So anyway, all right. Uh, back on target here. Here we go. All right, so one of the questions I get as a pastor uh, fairly frequently, and I mean just over the 25 years, uh, especially from new believers or from believers who have been sort of stagnant for a long period of time and something happens and, and all of a sudden they, they're wanting to grow. They kind of get this fire in their bones right. and they want to you know learn more about God's word and apply it to their life and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so today's podcast is really answering, you know, how can I grow spiritually? What are some things that I personally can do that will, that I can invest in my life and my spiritual development, my spiritual growth, and begin this journey of growing in the knowledge of God's word and applying it to my life and also sharing it with others in some way. And, and being useful and finding my meaning and the whole, mm -hmm. all the spiritual growth stuff. Uh, yes. Now, and, and Chris mentioned it, there's going to be these five things that we're going to just walk mm -hmm. you through. If you do one of them, um, you'll grow. Any, any five, you, you, if you do any of these, you're going to grow. Right. But if you do all five, and they're pretty simple, but if you do all five, um, you, you will grow by quantum leaps if you pour yourself into it. Mm -hmm. And so, but before we get into those five, I do want to share with you, there are three key players in your spiritual growth and they all happen at the same time. And the first key player is God. Okay. So I want to, let me read you something here. It's in second Peter chapter one, verse three, it says, uh, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Right, that's another way to say how to grow spiritually, you know, honor him. And then the Bible says, we have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. That's in his word. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature spiritual growth language and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Again, spiritual growth language. All right. So the, all I want you to get out of that is really is that God is involved in your spiritual growth. So you're not doing this alone. Right. You are, you know, you're not going to have to, you know, come up with your own, you know, what do I read? What do I study? God's going to help you. Um, you know, and it's just, this is a slow process. You know, you're not going to grow overnight. Um, and there are some things that, you know, you have learned that are right. And there's some things you've learned that are wrong. And it's just going to take a, a time to renew your thinking. Um, as the Bible says, we have to renew our mind, renew our thoughts, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so God is, God is key in this whole process. All right. You know, without him, it's, it's not worth it anyway. So, uh, a second key player in your spiritual growth is you. 
All right. And we'll be talking more about you today than God and this, the, uh, this other group we're going to be talking about, but, uh, God has a part to play in your spiritual growth, but so do you. So second Peter one, five says this now, listen carefully, because this is important for you. It says in view of all this things, he just said in second Peter in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Uh, that's you make an effort. Okay. So <clears throat> you're going to have to set aside time. You're going to have to get up and go to church. You're going to have to open the Bible or your phone or laptop, or whatever, read, you know, what the Bible says. You're going to have to think, you know, you're going to need to talk to other believers. You're going to need to apply it. You're going to need to make every effort to respond to God's promises. And then here's what the Bible says, supplement your faith. Okay, you're a Christian, so if you already placed your faith in Christ, you're saved. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ. So here's the thing. There are some folks out there that, man, they got a lot of knowledge about the Bible. And sometimes they like to share how much they know. Man, they can quote verses. They can win the Bible trivia game. I mean, they've got it. But if you notice the areas of growth, now this is interesting because when you read the scripture, the areas of growth is very practical. I mean, self-control, patience, you know what I'm saying? Godliness. And yeah, we've said it before that that a lot of times knowledge without application and knowledge without practicality and knowledge without spiritual growth right. is knowledge plus or knowledge without those things equals arrogance. That's it. Yeah. You see people that get a lot of knowledge, but they never grow spiritually. No, yeah. And they every time they just kind of become this arrogant know-it-all that that refuses to live out the acts of like kindness, patience, self-control. And so yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it. I mean, you look at this, you're talking about things like brotherly affection. These are things that God wants mm -hmm. us to. And if, if here's the, if the Bible says, if we're going to be effective, mm -hmm. if we're going to be productive in our spiritual growth, then these are the kind of things that we need to grow right. in, right? you know? And so, uh, and it, this is, and, and you've got to make effort to do this because your sinful mm -hmm. nature is not going to want to love people who are right. unloving. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, anyway, the key there is that, okay, so God is a key player. Uh, you are a key player, and that's who we're going to be talking to today mostly. Mm -hmm. And the third key player is the church, other believers. Okay, so Ephesians 4.11 says this. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son, uh, that we will be mature spiritual growth language. Mm -hmm. We will be mature in the Lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. All right. So, uh, you're going to have people in your life and God has them out there. I mean, these are basically leaders in the church who are going to influence and teach you and help you and guide you. And, counsel you, maybe even correct you, you know, sometimes. And, um, but you need to have believers in your life. You need to have a church in your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you know, find a good one, get in it, 
stay in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And get to know some people and build some relationships. So, all right. Anything on those uh, three key players? Yeah. Um, I think we were talking about a few things and the, the three players thing. Um, I can't remember where I first heard this. It was a long time ago, man. We were reading a book or something. And um, this is the one that, that kind of, I want to give some encouragement because this is the one that kind of freed me is, is that, you know, you do your part. God will always do his part. And so, you know, at least two of the players, if you're doing your part are covered. And it's the same thing when we were talking about, you know, somebody else's spiritual growth. Well, in that case, I am the church and, you know, part of the church anyway. And so I am playing a role in somebody else's life. And I have this thing, man, where like, if I feel like, I, I constantly feel with other people like maybe I didn't do enough, you know, and that helped free me because I said, man, I did my part. God's always going to do his part. So that person is now responsible for this. And and that kind of helped me out a lot. There is knowing where my part kind of began and ended. And sometimes that's flexible. But, um, you know, um, I would also say that when we're talking about this growth, um, God being the number one key player is a, a big deal. Um, we switched, I don't know, last in the last couple of years, we switched our kids ministry curriculum because what we realized is the curriculum we were using focused a lot on behaviors. So, Hey, here's what we're talking about when we talk about it's immoral to do this, or it's good to do this, or God wants us to be this. That's all true, but we were, or the curriculum was, and therefore we were to a point approaching it as behavior modification first, God second. And behavior modification is nice, but behavior modification won't get you a relationship with Christ. That's all workspace. So we switched and basically we, now we point to the gospel first and behavior modification second and behavior modification at this point, meaning spiritual growth, like Yes, if you're a follower of Christ, you probably shouldn't steal from your job. <laughs> so um, I think God is the number one player goes deeper than, than just saying it. We have to be willing to say there is no spiritual growth without God. Any spiritual growth without God isn't spiritual growth. It's being a good person, which is good. Everybody likes a good person, but it has no eternal benefit without God. So, Well, you know, the Bible talks about if the Lord doesn't build the house. Right the laborers, you know, build it right. in vain. And it's the same mm -hmm. thing with your spiritual growth. A lot of times people think they're growing spiritually and what mm -hmm. they're really doing is there is that behavioral modification. Right. Right. You know, and it's not about God, Jesus, right. the gospel at all. It's just right. about them trying to have some better life, mm -hmm. you know, and it's cloaked in spiritual language. Right. When in really it's not spiritual at all. It's, it's just, you know, right. You know, wow, look at me. I quit smoking. I quit drinking. I've lost weight, right. you know, and I mean, lost people, pagan people, they, they do that every day. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and this is really about spiritual growth, growing mm -hmm. closer to God, growing close to other believers and letting the Holy Spirit right. work in your life. And, you know, and it actually may be a good podcast now I'm thinking about it, you know, just to talk about, uh, only what is the, what role does God play in our spiritual growth and just yeah. that be a whole whole podcast yeah that's hard because we've talked i mean if you've been in church for longer than like a week you <laughs> you've heard us talk about works-based salvation and the idea that we don't do anything to earn god's love and we don't do anything to earn salvation right. but 
over the past, well, I mean, I'm 35 and I grew up in church. And so over those years, I heard that so much that when it was almost like a, a conundrum to me when we talked about making an effort to grow spiritually, it's like, whoa, wait, 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 that sounds like works-based. I'm not supposed to have to make an effort. But the fact is, those are two different things. We don't make an effort to earn our salvation. However, we should make an effort after that to look more like Christ. And somehow that gets, it, it feels like it gets lost a little bit because yeah. we talk about, you know, not earning your salvation. So, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, for these, for the listeners, um, mm-hmm. some of this stuff is just as you grow, right. It starts making more sense. You go, right. Oh, that's how that, oh, that's mm-hmm. what God does, you know? And maybe the word effort doesn't feel right, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's almost more like training practice you know but yeah that, yeah, yeah. And, you know because we're uh, not stri- i mean we're not trying and no. overexerting ourselves to earn something we are right. however training ourselves to look more like christ so. right and 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 the bible's really clear about the whole you know making an effort i mean right. you you got you again like i mentioned a while ago mm-hmm. you do have to make a decision to get up get out of bed right. get dressed and go to church i mean it, right if that's going to be part you know part of your spiritual growth you know mm-hmm. um Okay, so uh, when this airs, I, I can't remember uh, how many weeks uh, back this is, but uh, uh, if you listen this to- this is going up. I think this is going up next week. Is it so next it's week? like a week, but I can't remember. But yeah. Okay, so when if you listen to the podcast where I was talking to uh, Spencer Ray mm-hmm. about making disciples, I actually mentioned uh, these five things and uh, briefly, but- uh, that we're about to get into. And so, uh, but out of that, that's triggered this podcast. Cause I thought, you know what, that needs to be just a whole podcast in itself. Yeah. And cause I mean, I literally just threw them out on the table and we moved on. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I want to come back to that. So if you've heard that podcast, you've already been introduced mm-hmm. to the five, but we're going to dive a little deeper with it, right. especially on some, uh, application aspect. And so, all right. So remember, we're talking about a C5 strategy. The, why, the reason why we call them C5 is because they all start with the letter C. You know, it's really complicated here. And so, uh, all right. So the first one, if you want to grow spiritually now, oh, by the way, these aren't in any order of preference. I mean, it's not like this is number one, you know, and, and they're, they're not ranked in any way. These are just, this is how the order is. I, I'm not really sure why the order is this way. I don't know why I put them in this way. But anyway, here we go. Uh, all right. So the first C in the C5 strategy, if you want to grow spiritually, we call celebrate. This is where you gather with others each week for praise and worship. In other words, you go to a local church. You And when I say each week, I, I'm not, you know, it could be Saturday night, Friday night, you know, Sunday morning. I mean, churches now meet, you know, you know, who knows when. Uh, but biblical foundation for this is in Acts two forty four, which says all the believers met together in one place. Okay. This is the early church. They're meeting together in one place They're worshiping. And then in verse 46, it says they worship together at the temple. So they got together and, uh, you know, they prayed together, sang together, you know, they just, they, they, you know, listened to God's word being taught or whatever. Uh, but they did it together with other believers who were on a spiritual journey themselves. So one of the things I want to uh, just encourage you to do is if you want to grow spiritually, 
you need to find a good church. All right. A good group of believers, get with them, start growing. Um, and I'm going to separate just for clarity here. When I say a church, I'm not talking about a small group. I'm not talking about a life group. Okay. I'm talking about a church that has, you know, that's organized in some way. I mean, there's, there's some pastors, there's some elders, there's some deacons, you know, they're doing the Lord's supper there. This is a, an official, this, we are a church and I don't have time to get into the nuances of the word church and what, you know, what that means and what it looks like even in the new Testament, but uh, just trust me. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, churches come in all shapes, sizes and forms, but, uh, but there are some biblical common denominators that make a church, a church and like a small group, a small group. And we'll talk about small groups in just a moment. Um, uh, all right, but I got one other thing I want to talk about when it comes to this uh, going to church thing. Uh, Chris, you got anything you want to add about going to church? I can I can push the hot button if you want. <laughs> I don't know push what the hot the button is. There's a lot of hot buttons around the church. Just nuke everything here. Yeah. Um, online church is, is oh, something yeah. that, you know, we've live streamed since we started. Um, right. And I am a big proponent of live streams. I think live streaming churches has revolutionized the front door of the church. Um, we have had countless people come into Genesis and write down on their card. Hey man, I watched you online for six weeks before right. I came into the church to make sure you are who you said you were, make sure I wasn't going to get judged, things like that. And that's a huge deal. And then when COVID hit, I mean, all these churches went online only. Right. Um, Including us. Yes, absolutely. Online church can be church, I think, um, virtual church, especially for those who need it. I do think meeting in person is preferable. Um, it is There is something different about physically being there uh, that does change things. Um, being in a group of believers, I mean, I can't tell you how many Christians I've heard that were excited when they got to go physically back to church. Now, all that said, if you can't be there, for health reasons, or if you're shut in, or if you're just absolutely, you know, unwilling to get out and, and go, Hey man, there's COVID's back on the rise. In some of these cases, I'm not going back out in public. That's okay. Um, but at some point, if you can come back, that's the preferable way to do it. There's, there's just something different about it. So that's the, I mean, that's the big hot button is right now, you know, a lot of people are, well, online church isn't church or, you know, online church is my only way to go to church. Well, there's some, there's a lot of middle ground to these one line hot takes on <laughs> what is and isn't church. You know what I mean? And we don't want to, uh, we never want to live in the extremes. You know, I'd rather live in the area in between where the truth lies. You know, <laughs> So there you go. That's my hot button on. No, I, no, I agree with you. I think, uh, I do think the online church, uh, virtual church is a good, good substitute. Right. You know, uh, I heard somebody mention, I heard somebody refer to it a while back as um, living on, I can't remember what it was, like gruel and vitamins. Like, yes, you are getting your calories. You are getting what you physically need, right. but it's not the same as sitting down in front of a steak and right. asparagus and all well, that good stuff. You know? you know, and another thing is, okay, so again, here's another podcast idea. <laughs> uh, okay, so this celebrate going to church, okay? Uh, this could be a whole podcast in itself because here's some, okay. It's from a pastor's perspective. All right. So if, I mean, think about it. If, if you're watching, if you're doing vertical church, now 
vir, I mean, virtual, virtual church. Yeah, virtual, virtual church. Virtual. If you do a virtual church and it's online, and then you go locally to your church, mm-hmm. and you're now if you are engaging with people at the same level, you engage people with a virtual church, there's probably gonna be very little difference. Okay. So I think one of the things that we, we, you know, this is a a podcast idea is how to get the most out of church when you go. I mean, cause here's the deal. There's very little you can do at home, you know, virtually, you know what I'm saying? You're just watching You're just a consumer for the most part. You're taking notes, maybe I, you know, uh, but however, you know, think about it. What if, I mean, if you go to a local church, and you're sitting there, uh, why not engage with people, talk with people, volunteer, greet? I, I don't, you, you see what I'm saying? So, uh, so have you seen what kind of sparked some of this discussion was, I can't remember which church it is. If I find it, I'll link it or send it to you. There is a church. Have you ever used VR, virtual reality glasses or anything? I have. Or headsets? Okay, yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan. They're pretty cool, man. I'm going to tell you, I played – one of my first games I played in VR was one of the Resident Evil games where they're all zombies and stuff. And oh my goodness, <laughs> my watch recorded me as taking a workout because my heart rate got so high. I was terrified. I'd never played it again. But um, so, so there is a church that has now built a virtual reality campus. You pick your avatar, you put on your goggles, you can walk around with your controller, chat with people, use your mic whatever, go sit down, listen to a sermon, worship together. And so Uh, that is a whole new, that's a whole new idea of, okay, you are communicating with other believers. You are in person ish. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, our streaming platform, we could buy a 360 camera and drop it in the room and people could technically look around in VR. Now it's not 3d and stuff like that, but there are a lot of possibilities for this virtual realm that i don't know what to make of yet but anyway there you go man okay so i'm about to show my geekiness okay or my nerdiness here okay all right so years ago uh let's see which star trek was it uh, it was the picard star trek i've seen every episode of star trek ever created all right so one of the episodes well one of the episodes (laughs) under the in the picard uh what, what was that called it was called picard no, 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 no. Like uh, when he oh, was the younger. Next Generation. Next Generation. Yeah, yeah, there was that one too. All right. Yeah. All right. So somewhere in, in one of those episodes, um, they uh, there was one of the characters on the ship. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. It was the Sherlock Holmes episode. Well, I, where I don't know. Where Moriarty tried to escape the, the digital simulator. No, that's not it. Deck. Oh, no, come on, no, man. No, that's it. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, I don't remember that one. That sort of like, okay, that intrigues me. So anyway, all right. One. Yeah. So, uh, no, there was this episode where, um, you were in a, uh, worship service and now it was, uh, it was one of the, not humans is one of the aliens. Mm-hmm. They were in some kind of worship service, you know what I'm saying? And you're watching them go through their stuff, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> and then he, he gets a call from like the deck or something, you know? And so anyway, he has to, he, he, he pushes that little button, that little thing yep. on his outfit. And then all of a sudden the, he said, gives a command and the whole thing just is, he was yeah. in a digital room. Yeah. They have a he, hollow deck. Right. Know, they do that stuff. Right. Yep. So since they were traveling, how he would do church was in this virtual 
where it looked like, felt like, and he was having conversations and doing stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? And anyway, we're talking years ago when I saw that. And I remember thinking, is that possible? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, to, and how does that work? You know, anyway, but, uh, yeah. so I know I do think there are some extreme values to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the virtual church, especially right. with the technology as it improves. And I think right. churches need to embrace it, figure out how to use it, Oh yeah, which means yeah. we're going to have to experiment with it and right. fail and succeed and right. all that stuff. But, uh, uh, but for now, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, I would encourage people to, you know, get, make it a routine, to get up, go to church, hang out with people, talk with them in the hallways, you know what I'm saying? Engage with right. them on a, as, a weekly, every other week, whatever, make it a habit, uh, you know? And so, uh, all right. So, uh, we got to move on, man. We got five. Oh, yeah, these yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. That's number one. And again, uh, I do think that each one of these could be a podcast in itself, yeah, absolutely. by the way. So absolutely. as we can see here, mm-hmm. all right. So the first thing, one of the first, one of the things you can do is just get up and go to church, find a good local mm-hmm. church, be a part of it, yep. get engaged, get to know people, go worship with them. Uh, the second thing is, uh, connect. This is get together with others to discuss God's word. Now this, you know, some people call this small groups back in the day. They used to be called cell groups. Sometimes churches call them life groups. You know, that's what we call them. And there's a bunch of other names for home groups, you know, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And in Acts 2.42, the biblical foundation for this is all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's supper and to prayer and then in verse 46, it says that, that we we're told that they met at homes. And so there's some other verses out there regarding this, but, uh, you know, and you could also, you know, see a model here with Jesus and his disciples, you know, and that kind of thing. And so, uh, now for, okay. So I lead a life group. Uh, we meet on Wednesday night at my house. And so, uh, we have between, depending on what's going on, we'll have between 10 and 25 people here, you know, so uh, it can get crowded. And right. so, uh, you know, we're discussing, you know, the idea about having two groups and so, uh, or multiplying into two. So anyway, uh, one of the things I have found now, uh, okay. We started Genesis six years ago. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. And so, uh, and so I've been leading this life group almost six years. And people have come and gone. The core group has been there since day one. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and so, and some of the people in there have gone and, and, and been involved in leadership with other life right. groups and stuff of that nature. But uh, one of the things that I've noticed that I don't think you can get anywhere else, mm-hmm. and that is, okay, you know, I'll tell people to try a life group. Okay. But that's almost an injustice to the life group, because if you go two or three times, you're not really getting the impact of what life group's all about. Because what I've noticed in my life group is that once you've traveled six months, seven months, a year with some of these people, uh, you begin, you really get to know them, right? Uh, you open up with them. There's some transparency there. You realize nobody's perfect. You know what I'm saying? People you respect still make mistakes and you, you journey together. Sometimes somebody's up, sometimes somebody's down, you know, that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and, and you really get to see how God works in somebody's life in the details of their life as you share life and talk right. about the scripture, stuff of that nature. And I want to tell you now, you can't get that on Sunday morning. 
Right. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's the circles versus rows approach where, I mean, on Sunday morning, we're in rows, we're worshiping together, we're listening to somebody. But in a, right. in a small group, I mean, it's a circle. You're talking yeah. across a circle, right. you're learning people, you're getting to know people, right. you're asking questions, you're talking out answers. And so it's just a whole different thing. Yeah, and I tell people all the time when they, when the subject comes up, I say, look, you don't get to know people on Sunday morning. Right. You get to know them right. at the life group. That's, you know, and stats. Especially, have, real quick, especially uh, at Genesis, because I've, I've noticed this and I've had to tell people this, that we don't get the time a lot of times to talk about things before church because we just got done setting up and doing sound check and all that stuff. You don't get the time to know people after church right. because we're tearing down and we have to be out of the lie. Right. So it's so much even more important sometimes at Genesis that we're connected with a, a small group of people. Absolutely. Uh, I had a thought there. I don't even remember what it yes. was though. So yeah, I interrupted uh, you. Yeah. It's probably a powerful life changing yeah. for somebody out yeah, there. And, I doubt you know. it, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I would encourage you to find a group of believers. Right. Um, and now with that said, I do want to add one other subcategory to this life group thing. Um, for about a year now, I've been doing this thing called what we call discipleship groups mm -hmm. and Ben Stemper, uh, who used to be a youth pastor here. Yeah. Uh, he's the one that kind of got this thing going mm -hmm. and a discipleship group is similar to a life group, but it's smaller. Mm -hmm. And so it's like me and three other guys. So there's right. four of us and we meet weekly, uh, go through a, some curriculum material and, mm -hmm. and there's a beginning and end to it. A life group, mm -hmm. you start, you just keep on going and hopefully multiply right. to two or three right. or whatever. But, uh, in the discipleship group, you go a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. And then everybody in that group is supposed to start their own group of four. Right. Okay. So, uh, and really what that model is really similar to Jesus and the three disciples that he seemed to always pull off to the side, right. you know, right. uh, Peter, James, John. And mm -hmm. so, uh, uh, that's another aspect that might interest mm -hmm. uh, some people in a smaller group like that. You actually have more time to talk, more time to share. Right. And also I find that it goes a little deeper because yes, there's less people. I was going to say that yeah. discipleship group versus a small group feels like um, like a, you know, week long college football training camp versus like <laughs> NFL training. I mean, it right. is, it's a little bit more yeah. <laughs> and, and it requires more from you. And so, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're not already, uh, okay. So here's two things you can do, you know, get part of a, a local church and, you know, find a good one. Right. Uh, if you live in the Mexico area, man, just check us out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and all about we have helped people uh -huh. find churches that fit them. Some people come to Genesis. Yeah. It's not their thing. No. And they can ask and go, Hey, you know, do you know any churches that do things a little different? Cause I'm not a big fan of your worship leader wearing yeah. cargo shorts and a t-shirt. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Here's another place. And so, yeah. so we've helped fit people with churches. So man, no yeah. offense. If you don't, if Genesis isn't your yeah. thing, I mean, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's so. okay. Yeah. You know, and you know, from time to time, I mean, I don't mention this very often, but uh, you know, I get, I get a, I get, I get some criticism from time to time when we have a visitor or something from, man, he's wearing a hoodie. You know what I'm saying? He's not, <laughs> he's not even business casual, you know, and, uh, he's below that. And, uh, anyway, and so, I mean, again, we're just, sometimes we're just not, right. you know, I mean, it takes all kinds of churches, reach out right, to right. people. We're totally fine with that. Right. Uh, but okay. So, you know, find a local church, uh, also get involved in a small group. That's where you get to know people, build relationships. Um, uh, you know, I always tell people, I said, look, 
try more than one life group at least because you know you'll mm-hmm. you might connect more with one than another and right. uh, don't give up if you just go to one as uh, you don't right. feel like you fit you know right. uh all right so number three if you want to grow uh we call contribute uh this is where you get involved in a ministry mm-hmm. uh biblical foundation acts 245 they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need mm-hmm. uh that's the early church they're focusing on other people. Galatians 5.13 says, serve one another in love. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. And so, okay. So, um, when people come to me and they say, Jeff, I want to serve, but I don't know where, Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So there's, there's really two things, uh, talk to them about if I have a conversation with them. One is, I actually just give them this form that we've developed and I just call it the ministry survey form. It just has Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff on it. And I say, look, check all the stuff that you're interested in. And, um, um, and then I make copies of it and I give it to certain leaders. And then, you know, I expect the leaders to call them and say, Hey, you you said, you know, you said you were interested and, you know, I tell the folks, look, when you check the box, it doesn't mean that you're committing. You're just saying you're interested. And so I said, right. check, you know, if you want to check five boxes, 10, if you want to check them all, I don't, sure. it's, it's just up to you, you know? And so, uh, uh, usually most people check usually between two to five, something of that nature, every now and then we'll get more. Uh, and so I, you know, just to see where their interests are and they can, try a few things and serve in various ways. Uh, but one thing I do is I walk them through shape, you know, and we haven't offered this class in a long time. The shape is, you know, if you've been in church a while, you know, Mm -hmm. you probably heard of it, but, uh, it deals with your spiritual gift, you know, uh, deals with your heart for ministry. What are you passionate about? You know, for example, uh, are you passionate about children, special needs, senior adults, you know, students, whatever, uh, your abilities, uh, you know, right. like, do you sing carpet, I mean, right. carpentry, you know, mechanic cook, you know, whatever. Are you Carpenters need a place too. We need to, we need carpet sometimes. Yeah. Well, sometimes we need carpet. <laughs> uh, does, okay. We meet at the Y, but uh, does the, is there any carpet at the Y anywhere? Yes. The, the childcare room. And then we actually used to oh, haul yeah, rugs yeah. around and carpets around <laughs> right, on right the trailer for the drum set and the kids rooms and stuff. Right. That's that's right. I forgot about that. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, we also, uh, I suggest that they, you know, think about their personality, meaning, you know, introvert, extrovert kind of thing, you know, Uh, and also experiences, you know, good and bad. Uh, you know, again, a former alcoholic is the best person to help Mm -hmm. somebody struggling with it, you know? And so, uh, uh, so anyway, we just walk them through shape, S H A P E spiritual gifts, yeah. heart for ministry abilities, personality experiences. And usually when they go through that, uh, it, God, it, you know, kind of show, it shows you a blueprint or at least an outline of kind of what right. you're wired for, um, uh, to help serve somewhere. Now, when I talk about service, uh, you know, I don't mean just through a local church. I mean, right. You can get involved in a ministry, mm-hmm. um, and when I say ministry, I mean, one that is Christian driven, you know, that's, uh, there's a lot of good organizations out there that do a lot of nice things. And I think mm-hmm. you ought to be a part of that if that's right. where you're at, but also, but you need to be a part of something that is gospel driven ministry. Right. Um, and that can involve, you know, also mission trips and stuff of that nature, but, uh, uh, talk to your pastor or someone about that. And, uh, uh, because if you're going to grow, there are some things that, 
you can only learn by doing, you know, by serving others. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, any, oh, any comments on the whole service thing? Yeah, I think the only the only thing I'd mention is, you know, I've had people fill out a ministry survey. I got one last week from you, and and uh, somebody had checked off three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven things. Right. Um, and that's great, man. We want to see people interested in that stuff. That doesn't mean you have to do everything just because right. you're interested in everything. We want you to find a focus. Yeah. Because you get involved in, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven things. You're toast, man. You're gonna burn out and you're gonna pull back from everything. <laughs> right. And um, and so it's important to to pick something and focus on it and and to be able to what we say sometimes is to be able to say no to good things so that you can say yes to great things. Right. Um, and, and so that's important too, is we're not going to try to, you know, get you to do 11 different things. You know, we want you to find a couple of things that you're good at that you have time for and that you can focus on and drive on and something that God wants you to do. So. Yeah. I mean, okay. So from a local church perspective, I mean, for example, on that ministry survey list I mentioned mm-hmm. and that the person you're talking about checked 11. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, all there, it ranges from, you know, hosting and leading a life group, right. which is significant, right. uh, to, uh, greedy, uh, right. You know, right. You know, just saying, Hey, here's a bulletin. Right. You've got to have you here. So, uh, uh, and all in between, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I agree with Chris on this, I, you know, just pick that one. If it's a big one, pick that one or two things, uh, and just, yeah hit it hard and be faithful, man, show up, do yeah. it and learn how to do it. Well, mm-hmm. uh, by yeah. the way, uh, Hebrews 10, 24, so far with where we're at on all this stuff, the Bible says, let us think of ways to motivate one another, right. To acts of love and good works. Okay. Mm-hmm. Think of, okay. How can I motivate them? You know, really think right. about it and let us not de- neglect our meeting together as some people mm-hmm. do but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So, I mean, everybody needs encouragement. So, I mean, again, if you're meeting virtually or in person or life grouping or discipleship group, whatever you got going on, or you're serving, uh, just remember, I mean, people need encouragement. I mean, and think, you know, part of going to church and being a part of the church and being the church is okay. How can I motivate others? And hopefully other people are thinking about the same thing about me. How can they motivate me? You know, how can they encourage me? Cause I sure need it. Uh, uh, all right. Anything else about the whole service thing? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. So what do we have so far? We have celebrating. All right. Mm-hmm. Gather, with, gather with others each week for praise and worship, connect, yep. getting together with others to discuss God's word. All right. Mm-hmm. Small group, subject group, uh, contributing, get involved in the ministry in some way. And then number four, uh, let's communicate. All right. So this is where, uh, you just basically are sharing Jesus with others or you're inviting others to your church to hear something, uh, this deals with outreach and evangelism, biblical foundation, Acts chapter two, verse 47. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship, those who were being saved. And the reason why, uh, the Lord was able to add to their fellowship and people were saved, were being saved is because believers were telling other people about, right. <laughs> about Christ. Right. Okay. All right. They were either inviting them to their house and their small group, inviting them to the church, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, near the temple or whatever. And, uh, and somehow God was, you know, the gospel was, was being spread and, 
uh, if people are being saved. You know, I've noticed as, as I have been talking, my nose is getting more clogged. I mean, like I can't breathe through my nose. It's gotten worse literally in the last 30 minutes. Okay. Well, so if I'm starting to sound really nasally, hurt yourself. Yeah. I, I have to talk and breathe, talk and breathe. Cause I can't breathe out my nose. All right. So just, uh, bringing you into the inner circle of my Thank world you. right there. Thank and you. I appreciate your snot yeah. updates. <laughs> 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 well, you know, somebody has to update it. And so go. it might as well I don't be. Me. Think, I don't think they do. I don't <laughs> think that needs to happen. But okay. Uh, um, all right. So, this, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say I, this this communicate thing. You're talking about, you know, the their numbers grew because they were talking about it. And I, it's just so important that you don't keep this to yourself. Right. There has been this movement in the last year or so to get christians to stop talking to other people about god from people who would say they are christians and and they say oh this is invasive it's rude you know you shouldn't right. tell people about church look there are boundaries i mean you don't need to harass people about this but the fact of the matter is if somebody is saying to you you should not talk about god to other people jesus said the opposite and so that person is telling on themselves you know, this is something that we are supposed to do. Now, that doesn't mean you go out and hype up Genesis necessarily. You do need to go tell people what God has done for you and what he can do for them. And if they want a starting point, you can invite them to Genesis. That's fine. And so it's just so important. It was, um, I looked this up because I remembered it, but uh, this quote I heard a long time ago was by this guy named Stuart Britt. He was a marketing expert. He said, doing business without advertising is like winking at a girl in the dark. He said, you know, <laughs> you know what you're doing, but nobody else does. And imagine if our churches were like that, where we had a secret meeting place every week. Right. And we didn't tell anybody where it was. Right. I mean, me and you would show up. The other elders would show up. That's right. it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so, yeah. and the thing is, I mean, okay, so I'm about mm -hmm. to say something, but before I say it, uh, you need to understand that, you know, we have mailed out, uh, postcards mm -hmm. to the community several times. Uh, we're talking about, you know, renting a, uh, um, a billboard, yeah. you know, uh, out here on the, on the highway. And so, uh, we have, uh, put signs we advertise out. on Google. We advertise, yeah, we advertise on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. We do all that stuff. Yeah. But the reality is if the folks in the chairs that are connected to that local church, in our case, Genesis, right. uh, if they simply invited the people and worked on the people and prayed for the people, mm -hmm. and they did this on a consistent basis, I don't mean obnoxiously, right? You know, where you're nagging somebody, to, right. but uh, you know, invite them to church, you know, around Christmas, Easter, you know, invite them to right. special events or whatever. And um, uh, I think that. Uh, the the whole growth thing or marketing would almost right. not be necessary right absolutely word of mouth stuff is yes. still the most effective right. way yeah, to get right. out information yeah so yeah. yeah and i think sometimes uh we just have to reach out to folks uh not only inviting mm -hmm. them but also just and it may not be about coming to a, a church at all sometimes right. it's just simply about ministry you sharing your testimony you sharing christ with them you're sharing the yep. gospel with them and somewhere in there, then, you know, you then you can talk about, Hey, why don't you come right. to church with me on Sunday or whatever. Uh, but that's another thing, by the way, the whole going to church, 
if you do church virtually all the time, where do you invite people to come? To your house to watch church on TV? You follow the link? Saying? I mean, a lot of people just, just go to the link, Facebook right. link, or they send yeah, out watch that. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But it's interesting, it's, man. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, they're not with that person. So it's right. kind of yeah. tricky. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're with me, you say, hey, what do you think about that? You know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But uh, anyway, right. uh, we'll have to get creative with that. Right. Sure, stuff. Sure. But anyway, uh, I want to read to you uh, from, uh, uh, Philemon verse six. Okay. Uh, Philemon is only one chapter. So verse six, uh, the, the translations are a little different if you read, but I want you to hear this one. Okay. So it says the Bible says Philemon verse six, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith Mm -hmm. so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. All right. So if, we're talking about spiritual growth that seems to imply that there are certain things that you can only understand about your relationship with Christ and about spiritual things. If you're sharing and you're actively sharing your faith. Right. And so you're saying, well, I just want to grow. Okay. Well, part of this growth is share your faith in Christ with others in some way. And through that process, some things are going to become more clear. I mean, it says here, you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Right. So I think, I wonder if some of the, sometimes, I wonder if believers aren't as thankful for what they have in Christ because they're not sharing Christ because mm-hmm. they don't understand it. They don't sure, fully sure. understand it. Well, you, know? you learn more and more as you tell your own story. And as you, you know, it's one of those things where we've talked about, the best way to learn something sometimes is to learn it and then start teaching it. Right. You know, try to tell somebody else how to do it. Yeah. And um, sometimes that's what happens to us. We start telling our story and we recognize more and more what we've been through, what we've come out of. And so, right. That's true. Because as the years move on, if you keep sharing yeah. your story over and over and over, you know, it sort of gets modified, changed a little bit, right, sure, added sure. to it. And right. you, you start thinking back to him. Oh, not wow. like it's a lie. You're not adding to it, but you're right. realizing more. Yeah. Well, there's more stories to tell. Right, you know? absolutely yeah yeah it's like hey you know i've been doing this thing for 25 years now you know it's right. like oh i remember when i used right. to think this i don't think that anymore that kind of thing because yeah. god's word changed my mind you know yeah, absolutely all right uh let's move on here uh trying to keep this around 40 minutes 45 minutes yeah. uh all right so the last one is we call it cultivate yep. uh this is where you spend time alone with god uh this deals with your personal spiritual habits uh you know some believers call this a quiet time, a devotional time, you know, while others have referred to this as part of their personal, you know, again, their spiritual routine, alone time with God or whatever. Uh, this is where you simply sit down and you, you've got a prayer list or you're praying over scripture or you're reading the Bible. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a long time with God. This could be five minutes. This could be an hour, mm-hmm. you know, it all depends on what's going on and who you are and where you are and what's going on. Right. Um, uh, now, one of the things that uh, uh, I like to encourage people to do if they're new is just, you know, read the Bible. Let's just be simple here. Let's not yeah, get complicated. Yeah. Uh, and we do have a, a scripture reading plan. We have several plans mm-hmm. uh, that we uh, offer. Uh, and if you want one, contact us. We can email it mm-hmm. to you, send it to you. Uh, uh, if you come to Genesis, it's, uh, it's, at, the, it's at the Genesis store. Uh, we have copies of it back there and the Bible reading plan plans 
range from a one-week plan or like actually a five-day plan and so we took a a book in the bible that has five chapters Mm -hmm. and we just say just experiment with the week if this is new to you start there and i think i think it's first thessalonians because it has five chapters and we just say read a chapter a day i mean Mm -hmm. it'll take you about two three four minutes uh if you're a slow reader and so uh but it'll kind of give you a feel for what it's like to read the bible you know five days in a row uh, and then we have all, we have, we have a one month plan, a, a six month plan, a year plan. Mm-hmm. I think there's another one in there, but anyway, yeah. uh, but, uh, uh, it's something there for everybody. And so, uh, I would encourage you to start with that. Uh, and people always ask me, all right, so, if, uh, you know, they just say, what book should I read? You know, if I have <laughs> never read, you know, you know, yeah. I'll say, I'll either tell them first Thessalonians. Usually yeah. what I tell them is James, start with James. Mm-hmm. That is simple. Yep. Uh, and then after that you can, you know, maybe read Mark cause it's, mm-hmm. it moves pretty quick. Sure. And so, uh, you kind of get a taste of Jesus, the disciples and the, and the whole gospel story right. there. Um, uh, but I, I would encourage that and we could talk about prayer another time, but you know, again, it's just time alone with God. Some people mm-hmm. actually read a devotional. Sometimes they'll read a chapter out of a book, you know, that mm-hmm. Christian book, you know, or something, uh, and it, some people I've heard with their devotional time is really listening to uh, a sermon or a podcast mm-hmm. that's spiritual in nature, that's yep. Christian in nature. And yeah. so, uh, which is fine. But again, what you just got to have that time alone with God, because I'm telling right. you, your pastor on Sunday morning is not going to address all your needs. It's not going to happen. Right, right. Number two, uh, your life group's not going to address all your needs. Your discipleship mm-hmm. group's not going to address all your needs, you know? Right. And there are some things you're just going to have to sit down time alone with God. This is, this is about you and God. Okay. Right. And that's where sometimes God will talk to you about things that you specifically need to hear, um, that's going on in your life. So right. Time alone with God. So those are the five C strategies. Yeah. And for time alone with God, I would also mention it doesn't have to look the same every time. Um, you know, Pat Barrett from house fires, the band, we do several other songs at church, man. He's a great guy. I was, uh, in a songwriting, Thing with him at one point he was talking about his song and somebody said hey how do you write so many songs and he said he said i don't <laughs> like he basically said one of his times of alone with god he will set aside time to pray while singing and so he said we might put out an album with 10 songs on it he said but that doesn't show you the you know 500 other songs that i sang to god that i didn't you know publish or whatever so some people do that with music, with podcasts, with reading the Bible. It doesn't necessarily have to look the same. And also, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, the through the Bible plans in like, you know, three months. I got to say, don't, unless you really feel like that's something God wants you to do, don't do that. It is, it is so difficult. It, it's like trying to drink a gallon of water in 15 minutes. <laughs> it just does not happen. And you don't get as much from it. You're blitzing through something and um, just some, some observations that we've had from people is, yeah, don't try to read it too fast. Just read it. Um, don't necessarily start in the old Testament and don't necessarily start in Genesis and try to work your way through, um, unless this is something you've been doing for a while, but you're training yourself to read the Bible. And at some point you will get to those books, um, and you will get through the Bible, but at a decent pace, you know? Yeah. It's about learning. Yes. And it's about growing. Yes. It's about thinking. Yep. 
and processing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not about going from point A to point right. B. So, oh, I've got to read I these can, two chapters, you know? Yeah, I can almost guarantee you that if you're a new Christian and you want to learn the Bible and you start reading the Bible and you get in a car wreck three months down the road and die, that Jesus is not going to ask you, well, oh, I'm sorry, to enter, did you read the whole Bible? Yeah, you know, because this is something we're working through over time. <laughs> this is not necessarily something you have to have done to right. check off a box. Although, I mean, we want you to have read the whole Bible. That's a great goal. It's not necessarily one you have to complete, you know, super fast. And right. So, well, if you think about it, as soon as Jesus resurrected from the grave, mm-hmm. uh, that the, all they had still was the Old Testament. That's true, man. Okay. Paul didn't read the whole Bible. No, he didn't. <laughs> So, uh, Matthew didn't read the whole Bible. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. I, I just had a thought here and I, I, I guess we'll end with this. Sure. Okay. So I had, Oh, I guess about a year ago now, uh, I had a lady at her church. She comes up to me and she says, uh, do I have to read the Bible to grow? And I said, well, I said, I said, what caused this question? She said, she said, she said, well, I struggle reading. Mm -hmm. I I can't focus, you know, dyslexia or whatever. I can't remember what, I can't remember all the details. And, but her question was, do I actually have to physically read the Bible? Because I hear preachers and other people say all the time, read the Bible, read the Bible. Right. And I said, well, I said, well, here's the deal. Uh, When the Bible was being written. Okay. They didn't have copies for everybody. So somebody stood up front and they would read the letter from Paul. Okay. And they were just listening. And uh, I said, here's the deal. I said, it's about here. And the Bible says faith comes from hearing the word. Right. Okay. So uh, I said, yeah, if you can read it, read it. I said, but however, I mean, we got some wonderful stuff out there. You know, Mm -hmm. if if it's better for you to listen to somebody, read it. Right. Well, there's tons of stuff that you can either buy or go online for free yeah. and just listen to the word being read mm-hmm. and you're, and, and so you just have them read that, cha- you just right. listen to read that chapter and then you're done, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you do that throughout your whole life, you know, and there's also Christians out there who cannot read. Right. And so this is the, there's been a, a debate for years about, well, audio books aren't really reading. Well, you know, tell that to all the audio books I listened to last year because I still <laughs> process them. Yeah. And, 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 and the goal right. is, is it to read. The goal right. is right. to grow. That's right. the deal. Okay. Right. So, uh, and, uh if, <laughs> and if you are a Christian that thinks that God cannot speak as effectively through audio versus reading, you, you got some things to learn about God, you know, because he uh, can work through that. I promise. You know, uh, let's see here. Uh, burning bush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's talking through the bird. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I, again, I think sometimes we confuse a method right, with a message, you know, mm-hmm. even with reading the Bible. Right. And some people get caught up in the actual physical reading mm-hmm. Uh, reading the words when really it's about hearing the word, whether you're reading it or listening to it. Uh, And I was looking and I didn't see it, but I've got a book um, that I would recommend for adults as well as kids. We recommend it for kids from time to time, but it's, um, I want to say it's K Arthur, but it's how to read the Bible for kids. Um, That is a good starting point 
for an adult, it's you're going to be like, oh, this is a kid's book. Yes, it is, but it's basic. <laughs> and it's it's all about basically learning how to read the Bible for yourself and learning how to interpret some of that stuff. And so, yeah, um, really That's good resources out there for that, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's uh, we have no excuse, you know, I'm saying if we right. want to learn it, we could we, we could. Right. And just keep in mind, you're going to read stuff and you're going to hear as you're you know going to church and going to life group or whatever, uh, reading the Bible, listening to the Bible. You're going to you're going to you're going to hear and read stuff that you're thinking, say what? Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying that doesn't make any sense. Uh, and that's OK. You know, you don't have to agree with everything the pastor says, you know, right, study, right. go and study the Bible yourself. You know, there's going to be some people who say some crazy stuff at life group, and you're going to think that's not correct, is it? Right. You know, and that's okay. That's part of the journey. <laughs> is, all right. It is. Okay. It is. And so, uh, and we know, were just talking before we started about questioning our beliefs and, and yeah. researching and saying, you know, I'm not as confident in that as I once was. Right. And we're not talking about like salvation issues, but there are things right. that I've gone, oh man, did I learn that wrong? Right. And that happens. Yeah. And that's, and that, again, yeah. God is it's big healthy. enough to, uh, God is big enough right. to overcome our right. misunderstanding. And that's a healthy thing to do. I mean, right. you know, when I grew up, it was no playing cards and no dancing. You know, <laughs> then you start reading the Bible, you're like, I don't think this is that big yeah, of a deal, but okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that I picked up along the way was this what is the Bible actually saying? Right. Okay. Not what I, right. well, not what I think it says. Right. Uh, all right. So, uh, <laughs> man, I need to wrap this up my word. All all right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, all right. So when I was in college, all right. So for those who don't know, okay. I, I, uh, I went to a college and I got a, uh, a bachelor of arts in Bible. Okay. For starters. And, uh, one of the classes that I had, uh, the professor, his regular homework was he would give us a like a short passage of scripture like i'm talking two three four verses long okay and uh he would say all right uh he said for next class because we met every other you know mm-hmm. like monday wednesday friday he said all right so he said, for the next class he said i want you to uh find 25 just ask that passage 25 questions okay yes. so that all right, 25. Okay, what does that word mean? And stuff like, mm-hmm. what does that word mean? What's the yep. context? Okay, I don't know. I guess. So uh, uh, we would do that. And then the first time he did this, he, he then he did this. He said, okay, so uh, it's Wednesday. We've handed in the 25 questions. He said, now here's what I want you to do. He says, I want you to find 25 more, yes. 25 different questions on the same. And I went, yep. I was struggling with that 25. I had that. And I probably still have that sheet of paper because he made us hand notate it. And I mean, that sheet, if I can find that sheet of paper, it's probably more red. Like we circle stuff in red. It's probably more red than black and white. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to dig on some of it. Yes. That was one of the greatest lessons. Yes. That helped me to. Mm-hmm. Look at a passage scripture and say, okay, what is that actually yes. saying? Right. Okay. Not what I think it says. Mm-hmm. You know, what's it actually saying? Right. Uh, anyway, that would be another a podcast. <laughs> and that's a whole other uh, yeah. level of Bible reading. Yeah, it Read is. Read your Bible first right. and then start digging in. Yeah. Right. Your... Uh, <laughs> okay. Talk about reading real quick. Uh, <laughs> just keep going here. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So, uh, one of the funniest books I've ever got in my educational journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. So keep in mind, uh, 
uh, I went through college, got a BA in Bible mm-hmm. with a minor in discipleship. Then I got a master's in Christian education. Uh-huh. And then I got a doctorate in educational ministry. The last class I had at the doctoral level, mm-hmm. the last class, one of the books was how to read a book. And I'm yeah. thinking, okay, now I want to tell you that is a good book. Yeah. And I needed that one the first semester in college. And, uh, because it, it taught you various ways to read a book mm-hmm. on, you know, like, you know, you could read it word for word yeah. or how to, how to skim a book and yep. get the meat of it out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I'm thinking, why in the world would they wait till the last, <laughs> you know, Karen uh, Swallow Pryor just published one a few years back called on reading. Well, I mean, it's the same thing, man. I mean, she right. rips apart books and says, Hey, here's how to read them. Well, and yeah. that's, that's a skill. It is. Uh, and, uh, and I think if you're going to go to school and you're going to do some, you know, a lot of reading, right. I would recommend that you get that book or something right. like it. I'm sure there's a newer version uh, right. out, but, uh, because most of us think we know how to read, mm-hmm. but, uh, those textbooks, there's a whole level to reading yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah te- textbooks are unlocked. Yeah. Textbooks mm-hmm. are not novels. Okay. Right. And right. so, uh, they are written a certain way. Right. And so, uh, in most of those who write those textbooks are professors mm-hmm. and, uh, at least at the higher right. level. Anyway. All right. So we're kind of getting into yep. stuff that most people don't care about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Uh, all right. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. Yep. If you got any questions, you can, you know, shoot us, uh, an email or call yep. us or whatever, go to our website, the Genesis, mm-hmm. you know, church website, Mexico, Missouri. Um, and, uh, uh, by the way, if there's anything out there that uh, you have a question about, you would like to hear us talk about, uh, you know, let us know that too. I mean, we're, we, yeah. we, no, we got plenty of ideas. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but it's so, always fun to get a question that's burning on somebody that we have to go. Oh, that's, I good, don't yeah. know either. Yeah. That's, that'd so, be like, Oh, I hadn't thought about that. That's good. Right. Right. right and right, we, right. I think there's a danger in assuming we have all the answers. There's a popular pastor that, has a podcast called like ask this or whatever. And I think he has stumbled into the trap of, I always have to have an answer. Right. There will be times where we might dive into it and get to the end and say, so in reality, I don't really know. And that's healthy, man, to be able yeah. to admit you don't have all the answers, but yeah, absolutely. we'd like to take a stab at it and research it and look yeah. at it. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, yep. I don't know what the next subject is going to be, but uh, until right. next time. Yep. All right. See you guys later.